she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifactor coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifactorco.com. You've been part of the online space for a while now, I'm sure. You lead your own business, helping others, doing work you love, spending your days bringing things out, juggling the busyness with business, trying to avoid the unhealthy hustle when everywhere you turn it feels like you're being told things like you're not successful yet because you're not fully committed to your dreams or your success. You're not making the money you want to make yet because you're doing the wrong things. You're not achieving like you want to because you're not following Formula X or Blueprint Y. I'm calling BS and all of these and so many more things you're seeing and hearing in the online service provider space. So let's talk about these or why these and other messages aren't useful for you as a business owner. So hey, superstars, welcome to episode 34. Now, it's International Coaching Week this week, the 8th to the 14th of May, and I've got, of course, a lot of things to share with you today in this solo episode. As a reminder, I'm Shannon Dunn, business and leadership coach supporting the ambitious, impact-driven souls of the world. Women determined and destined to leave their mark and have their destiny speak the story of belief, inspiration, wisdom, and courage into the world forevermore. So today, as your host here at She Leads, She Thrives podcast, I have a few things to share with you, as I mentioned, and I can't wait to dive into what I've got planned. But for now, I just want to say how good have our recent guest episodes been? Brittany uh, from episode 31, we talked about the, you know, being a rebel coach, the feminine and masculine and manifesting. Then for episode 32, says Chadwick, one of the literally boldest women I know, who's a superstar when it comes to bold branding. Episode 33 with Elle Steele from last week, the self-belief agent. And I'm not surprised this episode is literally racing up the most listened to list in the past week. How inspiring is Elle's story and what she stands for? Like if you haven't, listened to them. Go and listen for sure. As I mentioned earlier, it's International Coaching Week and it's been a week or so that I have chosen to tune into learning, podcast, masterclass and immersive training in fresh ways. Now, Having the mentor-teacher archetype means I have an often unquenchable, like totally hard to ever quench thirst for knowledge. 
But the knowledge gathering is only useful for the mentor teacher when you integrate the knowledge. So i.e. do something with it. And also remember to filter everything through the lens of wisdom. And the way I see it, wisdom is the innate knowing that I have intersected with my lived and learned experience and intuition. So, you know, the mental teacher often refer to as the wisdom woman. And if you're listening and have been listening for some time to She Leads, She Thrives and really immersing yourself in all of the learning that's going on here, you highly likely have the mental teacher archetype, like 99% of my ideal clients, my incredible community have. So with all the learning though, I found expansion and reflection have been significant. It's like the dial's been turned up quite somewhat. And I love having my thinking challenged and being invited through what I interact with to consider alternatives and ways to see, consider, respond to and work with things, concepts, beliefs, behaviours I haven't previously considered. Now, there was one specific conversation I listened to that felt like it summarised a lot of what's been on my mind and heart recently. It was a very recent episode on the Why Don't You Say Something podcast with Eva. Now, on Insta, Eva describes herself as speaking up about BS in the spiritual coaching and marketing world and also mentions that as a former online biz coach, she's seen the light. I've appreciated a lot of Eva's content over the time that I have followed her, particularly on Instagram. And so when I saw that she had Melissa Lapides from Safe Space Institute as her guest, I was super intrigued to tune into the conversation. I followed Melissa as well for some time and find her insights into the coaching world so refreshing. So Melissa is also a licensed marriage and family therapist who's championing ethics in the coaching industry. So that also was a big tick for me in terms of this is something to spend the time listening to. And I will share the link to the podcast episode in the show notes for you if you in case you're interested. But to be honest, quick search on, you know, why don't you say something podcast and you will find it very easily. I'm pretty sure at this point in time when I'm sharing this episode with you, it's probably the most recent one that you'll find. Now, one thing they focused a lot on in their conversation was trauma and why it's such an essential consideration in coaching. Now, there are a number of stories that were shared about real-life realities that continue to exist in the coaching landscape, and they talked a lot about it in relation to the business coaching landscape, but it happens across coaching from my observed experience. And to be honest, I see examples of all the things that they both shared most days in my social media feed, in my inbox, hear about stories about things, all sorts of stuff. And I think by now, if you've even listened to a little of an episode or two on Chile, She Thrives, you know that I love coaching. It's a way of working with people that makes so much sense to me. I'm also a champion for quality coach training, for ongoing professional coaching development for coaches and for ethical standards or guidelines of the industry. And in some of the coaching focus episodes today, I've shared some of my beliefs, my non-negotiables and the whys behind these things. So. I'm also exploring these topics more in upcoming episodes, particularly look out for episode with Anna Squelch and Sass Petherick coming up very soon. In fact, there should be the next couple of episodes that we have coming up after this one. Uh, We explored so much about these topics. And I also talked about ethics in coaching with Susie Martin uh, back in episode 28. And in fact, just this morning, Susie messaged me to say someone in her community reached out to let her know that they listened to the episode just this week to better understand what it means to be trauma-informed so valuable and I was so happy to hear that I'm so glad that Susie let me know and that someone in her community felt that the conversation that we had together was a value for them to understand that 
But getting back to the conversation between Eva and Melissa, so the thing that stood out for me most in their conversation was the talk around money and money-related trauma. And with that, I knew it was time to tap into some notes I wrote some time ago to expand on them for today's podcast episode. I know I've shared with you previously, if you're a long-term listener, that I record when we have a solo episode, I tend to record that in the week that it actually goes live. So it's kind of my real life insights into what I'm doing, what I'm learning, what I'm reflecting on, what's most on my heart and my mind at the time. So it's real in the moment stuff that I'm sharing with you. Now, the it's such an important thing that really there are two things I'm going to tap into more. Both are important. Neither takes priority, but I'm, you know, I'll talk about them individually. And they are the glorification of money in the business coaching space and the message that business success is possible and easy in just a couple of hours a day or, you know, lean back and let it all happen for you. Let's explore the latter focus first. Now, business success, business ease, everything just flows to you in a couple of hours a day. Really, when you were doing business solo, perhaps supported by an outsourced team or even employees of some kind. Now, I talk often about unlocking or activating your effortless success zone in relation to the Thrifed archetypes, and I'm increasingly talking about leading an easeful business. But at no point am I ever going to support the claim that business is super easy. In fact, another thing I read in the past couple of weeks was a gentle reminder, such a great reminder, I should say, not a gentle reminder. And I can't remember the source right now to share with you, but it came from someone who wanted to share a reality check, and I love a good reality check. They shared how outside of the coaching industry or the coaching space, the message is that business is hard. It takes time, it takes commitment, it takes effort, it takes resources, and success is not a given. Now, that is the reality, the truth for every business owner. And while I'm not a fan of unhealthy hustle, there definitely is a requirement to put in effort to achieve or experience results. And sometimes the results you experience are not in direct relation to the effort you put in. That's a frequent point of frustration for the ambitious, committed women that I work with as clients. And I've experienced it too. And, you know, it pays me off a lot. I talk about ease and effortlessness and being easeful through the lens of mindset and action mostly. Our thinking, beliefs, emotions, and behaviors all play an influential role on the reality we experience. And with all the study I've done, particularly around the areas of archetype psychology, counseling, mindset, business, and leadership spaces, I also know from my personal lived experience and that of clients, we are frequently the biggest contributors to those things, those feelings, and then, you know, things feeling hard and being hard, challenging and difficult. This is not uh, exclusive as a reason, though. Um, Our external environment is also influencing us all the time. This is where I feel self-leadership is such a gift. Because you can lean into your knowing and understanding, your strengths, your innate potential, plus all the things you've learned and experienced to make a choice about how you respond to those external influences. I've had to do that more in the past four years than I think I've ever had to do in my life until that point. You know, in the welcoming of more ease, I remember I always have a choice. I do not ignore reality or how I feel. I think these are important things to be honest about. But I focus on supporting myself, how I can, and being realistic with that fabulous dash of optimism that's inherent in me. Now, I've personally found that the self-awareness, self-compassion, self-understanding and self-leadership learning experiences and work I invest in contributes to a solid foundation on which I can create a greater sense of ease and spaciousness. These are two things that two of my Thrive Factor archetypes, two of my four archetypes, and I would suggest likely at least one of yours crave. 
it's like we need them as much as I need fresh air to be able to breathe. As someone with a long-lived experience of being ambitious, of working a lot, achieving at a significant pace when it comes to to-do list checklists, and also someone who has experienced the long-term effects of adrenal fatigue, I am more than ever committed to spaciousness and ease. I'm also completely realistic, an optimistic realist. I'm sure I've told you that by now, for sure. And I know with an optimistic, hopefully enthusiastic lens, which I can thank my Inspire Believer archetype for, that more ease is possible and I'm the solution for that. But I'm not one to sugarcoat anything or to spread unrealistic um, beliefs or lies, really, about what it takes to lead a successful business. You won't find me sharing my launch results for anything or claiming and claiming it all happened whilst I was asleep on vacation or holiday or taking time out and kind of disconnecting from my business because, you know what, that's not the truth. The truth is your lived experience. The outcomes and results you live in reality are always the result of significant time, effort, energy, and other things that come before them. And, you know, I don't think I'll ever budge on this. And if I do, I will admit my change in belief and my understanding and share that with you without any issue at all. But this has been something I'm very clear on and very much understand. And I wish that there was more transparency about what it really takes to lead a business. Now, I'm also someone who had for a long time lived with a belief that I had to work hard to achieve the success I desire. Like, I wish I could see a metaphorical kind of, not a metaphorical, that's the wrong word, Chan. I wish I could see a raise of hands across the world right now. Who else has had that experience? Now, I've worked through the many parts of this belief and challenge it most days as it loves to rear up and remind me that it's still hanging about. But where it used to have me believing it, now it has me chuckling at it most of the time. I've been able to change this belief's impact through active practices, including mindfulness, nervous system support, including breathing, tapping, affirmations, body work. I also use the modality of silent counselling. Like I trained in that last October and I use this most days um, on these and other beliefs and realities that arise for me. This is a side note. If you want to hear more about silent counselling, episode nine of the podcast with Sam Evans from back in November 2022 is a great place to start. It was the first certification that I added to my extensive list of certs and quals in a long time. And I use the modality for energy and emotional release and reset, using it for myself most days, but it's also included now into all of my one-on-one coaching since January of this year. Anyway, there are so many messages shared in the coaching space that are really unhelpful, unhealthy, and often damaging for the people that they are directed at. The ones like I mentioned right at the beginning of this episode, you're not successful yet because you're not fully committed to your dreams or success. You're not making the money you want to make yet because you're doing the wrong things. You're not achieving like you want to because you're not following formula X or blueprint Y. Plus things like you're working too much, pushing too much, coming across desperate or the opposite of these, lean back, work less, let things come to you, manifest whatever you want, decide it's yours and it will be. All these versions of messaging that really can be harmful to many people. So in my work with my DEI mentor, Annie Gachuru, again, another side note, also listen to episode 10 from late last year with my conversation with Annie, where we talked a lot about leading a more racially inclusive business. But in the work that I've been doing with Annie ongoing for some time now, my eyes and heart and head have been opened wide to the realities of leading a more racially inclusive business. And I've listened to a lot about realities for all kinds of marginalized groups And I've hardly scratched the surface in terms of my understanding and really getting to know what this is, what it's actually like to live in a different reality to my own. 
I have read and listened to a lot about trauma, you know, what they call big trauma, little T or big T trauma, little T trauma, the origins of trauma, impacts of it, the recognition that we all have experienced degrees of trauma. Um, this is stuff that I didn't really go into a lot with my past counselling and therapy uh, learning and qualifications, which I find interesting now. But there was some time ago, and it's not that I think we were ignorant of trauma. I think that the research, the study, the reflection on it has deepened significantly, particularly over the last few years. So Eva and Melissa explored a lot in the, of this in their conversation. And I found myself nodding my head and verbally responding to what they were sharing. It was like I was right there in the room. And they're not the only ones talking about this impact of, you know, certain business and marketing practices commonly seen and taught in the coaching industry. And I choose to talk about these things as a way to open you to think about your experience, the way you coach if you're a coach or the things and people you listen to and learn from and to get clearer perhaps on how you want to be as a coach or an online service provider working closely with people. And I felt a heightened sense of unhealthy impact from the kinds of examples I've shared. This doesn't surprise me when we consider the increased cost of living and financial stress experienced by people globally in ways that they've not experienced it before. People's optimistic, you know, I'll just journal my way to manifesting a different reality isn't going to magically eradicate their reality. I told you I was a realist. <laughs> um, I'm sharing this for a number of reasons. I want you to appreciate the effort you do and have put in. I invite you to celebrate all you have accomplished, all the little things, they matter. Like it's not just about big goals and winning business awards and doing all that kind of stuff or hitting big financial goals. All the day-to-day -day stuff, getting up, doing what you do, choosing to do what you do, all those matter. I welcome you to be optimistic, to dream, to vision, to leap into the future and a different reality if you want one. But I will also encourage you to keep one foot at least grounded in the present reality and to be kind and compassionate with yourself as you get up to each day, show up and be you. You're doing a great job, whether it feels like it or not. Like we likely don't know each other, but I do know from having coached many hundreds of business owners over a long time that a large percentage of people are doing a phenomenal job. They are committed. You're committed. They make tough decisions. You make tough decisions. They invest based on what they know at the time. You invest based on what you know at the time. They reflect, adjust, seek help and keep on keeping on. You're doing that too. And if this is you, I see you, you know, in a, in a sense of I don't actually see you in person, but I see what's going on and I'm here cheering you from afar. Now, I said I had another topic to focus on in on today, the glorification of money and coaching. And yeah, I know I've talked about it in the past, but today I'm going to talk about it or really why it's rare that you'll find me sharing my clients' money achievements and successes. Whilst money achievements are viewed as a sign of success and often the pinnacle of success in the business landscape, they have, in my view, become an obsession in the last few years for business coaches. I've seen an increasing number of coaches shift their messaging from what whatever their prior niche was to coach you to 10K months, teach you exactly how to create consistent 50K months. I'm a six and seven figure brand mentor. How to achieve your first six figure cash month, all these kind of things. I'm sure if you've been in the online business space for any period of time, you've seen it too. And you, you've seen those shifts, even if you haven't necessarily consciously paid attention to them. I've seen coaches rise in popularity the more they talk about how much money they were making. I've seen some of the same coaches, many of the same coaches, use money accomplishments, their own and clients, as a prioritized marketing strategy. And I've seen more business owners than ever focusing in on what's wrong with you for not achieving the same kind of money-related results. But let's let's just go here. Let me ask you this question. 
what if nothing was wrong? What if the money-related messaging and marketing was unrealistic and truly only likely be to be achieved by a certain kind of person or a certain number of people in the world? Now, I'm not getting into a pessimistic zone here. My goal is to highlight the import, the impact of this kind of practice. I do personally see and feel it's a lack of ethics and how want you to consider how important it is for you to be able to discern the truth, the reality, and that you are not a failure or destined to never succeed because of the reasons the coaches behind money glorification are touting. Let's look at the reality of businesswomen in my world, what I I'm going to share has been consistent since I began coaching. And if you've been here any length of time, you know, that's come some time ago now. I work with ambitious women. They may not say they're ambitious, but they have a lot to offer, care about their outcomes, care more about their clients' outcomes, want to make the kind of difference that makes an impact that's positive and purposeful, love being appreciated for being real humans who care and abundantly share what they know in support of others, are regularly inspired and even more inspiring, often they don't even see or know that, but they are, have an abundance of often untapped wisdom, which is the combination of their lived and learned experience and intersection of their intuition and belief. They desire to be recognized for the impact they make, but they're not necessarily demanding of recognition. They're quite achievers in many regards. They crave ease, space, freedom, and security at a personal and business level, and they want to make money, but actually care as much about being contributing humans with integrity. And they do tend to make more money when we work together. And I definitely bring money to the focus if it's not being talked about or prioritised as a pinnacle and the only thing to focus on. Frequently, our coaching focuses more on the kinds of foundations that can be a reliable grounding platform to grow and expand as an individual capable of leading a successful and profitable, sustainable business. Money achievements are so personal. And the women I work with are all unique individuals with specific influences that are playing out personally and professionally in every moment. If I share a screenshot or a message from a client that shows, you know, her thing like, I made X this week after we worked on Y together, that's not ever an indication you'll achieve the or experience the same result. These kinds of screenshots and claims don't take into account or share when someone is where someone is starting from. So as an example, think about this. Someone might be consistently earning 9K a month and then excitedly share their 10K month, which is one of the many money measures focused on in the coaching industry, particularly for new coaches. That's a brilliant achievement and maybe something they've focused on for ages and still not quite got there. But it's not always a big jump to earn an extra $1,000 for you, for example, when you have a launch of a new program, have a loyal client community consistently invest in what you offer, have just raised your prices, received overdue payments unexpectedly, all those kind of realities could make the difference between your nine and now your 10K month. There's so much more to achievements than the outcome shared in the screenshot or a video of a client excitedly telling you about something they've accomplished. I personally feel sharing them is not a useful strategy for anyone, really. So let's us tie into the potential harm this could also be causing. Another thing that really feeds into why you rarely see me sharing money accomplishments of my clients. If your reality is so far removed from what you have seen or heard and your mindset, your mental health, your well-being and other things aren't healthy or supportive right now, you could end up easily making decisions about yourself, your present and your future that are not realistic or helpful in any way. You're likely unaware of the trauma you've experienced or may be aware but are not aware of perhaps the extent of its impact. 
I certainly know that I was caught out not having fully understood some of the experiences I've had in my life and that it was what you would call little T trauma because it wasn't necessarily physical or external trauma that you could see. Yeah, those who share these messages are also like the unaware of the realities you may navigate every day for being part, say, of an marginalised group or something else that's influencing. There are so many influencing possibilities. You could find yourself responding to what you read and hear in ways where you decide what you read and hear are the truth when they're the, when they're not, you know, or not for you. There are someone's truth, I imagine. I like to believe that. The optimistic aspect of my realist likes to believe that people share from a space of truth for them, but not yours. And it's empowering to be able to discern your truth, your reality, and what is and is not for you. Now, I don't want to get too stuck into the intricacies of trauma and nervous system in this episode. They're both things I have an abundance of awareness and understanding of, but they're not my areas especially. And I have, as I said, plenty of guests coming up and will continue to bring guests into the conversation on She Leads, She Thrives, where that is their area of specialty. But I raise them as topics for you to be considered in what you believe in and respond to. To pause before you believe something about, you know, without question, to be discerning, to use the lens of curiosity and to trust your instincts above all else. You know, if something doesn't make sense, feels or seems too good to be true, feels inauthentic or unethical, explore, you know, what, what you're feeling about that, what you're sensing. Explore through that lens of curiosity. I'm sure it was my, you know, if I think back to being a little girl, I remember my nana saying to me, if something's too good to be true, it probably is. Yes, it's a belief system. Uh, but I think it served me well in terms of being curious and questioning things, being the, the sticky beat cute person that always views the world through the lens of curiosity. Now, if you're a coach or an online service provider who does focus on money as part of your connection and marketing strategy and it works for you, go with it. I know it's not something I choose to focus on and I'm super comfortable with the reasons why. You know, on the outside looking in, it works super well for some people, for, you know, seemingly a lot of people if you're in the business coaching space. Now, I've even heard people say more than once, I chose my coach slash mentor because people earn so much more money when they work with them. Kind of like that makes me go, really? Um, and I'll let you think about whether that is the kind of measure you want to use in your choice moving forward when deciding what to invest in to wrap up this part of the episode. Yeah, there's so much there, more that we could go into. But again, you're a smart individual. I'll let you kind of think for yourself how you would respond to that and what works for you. But now that we've talked about those kind of two topics, it's time to talk about solutions and to share with you what I've been focusing on at Thrive Factor Co. And I feel that when we are in a time like we are now, where it feels like more than ever, it's about getting back to basics. And I've been talking about this a bit more on my social media over the last few weeks. Time to go into your business and life foundations and see what's not of support. You know, what is asking to be shored up and may even need replacing letting go. I have no doubt you want to lead a sustainable, profitable, easeful business or career if you're a career woman for the long term. And me too. Yeah. And here, I didn't start this to kind of be here for a little while and then be gone again. And just like with a house or any kind of building, if the foundations aren't right for what you build, then the health and life of what you build is threatened. Adding a new wing, for example, like a new product or service may or may not be a viable solution. Just continue to expand on what you already shaky foundations likely won't be sustainable for anyone or anything. So here are four basics I'm leaning into more right now. 
Every one of these I would consider a business foundation. They're not in any particular order. These are just things that are incredibly, been incredibly important to me and things that I've been bringing up with my clients and my community. So the first one is to explore is that, you know, why did you start your business? Or you could, you know, connect with why do you do what you do? Over the years, I have had many conversations, coaching conversations with clients, coach clients through where they have been, they've disconnected from their why. They've fallen out of love with their business. They've fallen out of love with the realities they're experiencing when they felt that they could be so much more, different, better, whatever the judgment or the the belief or the desire had been. And I find it's incredibly valuable to go back to your why. It's something that I consciously do on a reasonably regular basis, like a few times a year when I'm reflecting in a, I do a lot of reflecting, probably pick that up as well. Yeah, I journal, I reflect, I have conversations. My business manager is an incredible support as a sounding board to me, coaches I've worked with, mentors I've worked with. But going back and really getting to the heart of why, why I started and why I do what I do has been of such incredible value to me. And when I have done this with clients, I've found that majority of the time it's reignited a spark of momentum, of energy, of inspiration. And considering that a large number of my clients, not only mental teachers, are also inspired believers where we need to be able to be inspired by who we are, what we're creating, what we're sharing with the world and be able to energize ourselves. That's been of incredible value. Now, another thing that I've lean, been leaning more into is the curiosity of all of my services, which ones align with what my ideal clients are reflecting they want or desire right now. Just because I prefer to work in a certain particular way doesn't mean that that's what my ideal client community want and desire or need or choose to invest in at this moment. And it's not about throwing out what you've been doing. I think it's about realigning what you have available in ways you could work with people. And a classic example of this is my preference for majority of the time I've been coaching is to work with clients. I do a lot of group programs, their education program is more than group coaching. I've done masterminds, the past love those two, my retreats I absolutely adore, but is the the kind of pinnacle of the way I, I love working is one-on-one with clients. And that has been the majority of the time for a minimum of six months. That's about the average minimum a client will work with me. And yet what I found reflecting through the latter part of last year was that I was having people reaching out to me who are definitely ideal clients in terms of who they are, what they want to do in the world, what they are doing in the world, and saying that they had a particular thing they wanted to focus on. And they, you know, was I available for like a single session or a couple of sessions? And my immediate thought was, no, I'm not. And then I had to challenge myself and also think about the type of client I am While I have loved lots of long-term guidance and support from the coaches I've invested in, the mentors I've worked with, I've also had times, very specific times I can remember where there has just been something, I just needed to sandball with someone. I just wanted, um, you know, an hour of their time to tap into their expertise and to really get some clarity and insight into something that I was working through, working on wanted some different expertise that I didn't personally have. So that one or a couple of sessions is ideal for that. So late last year, late 2022, I actually opened up some individual strategy sessions um, focusing on key areas that I have expertise in and love to coach on. And I have just kind of packaged that together more recently uh, to offer that as an easeful business strategy session where you can tap in and work. we can work together for 
uh, and, and one session or a couple of sessions and really you can you know focus in on one thing and we can get a lot done in that period, particular period of time in that session so you know question yourself of all my services which ones align with what my ideal clients are reflecting they want or desire right now and then the follow-up to that so the next thing I've been leaning into is also what excites me most about what I offer and can I pause perhaps or remove some things that are no longer lighting me up and feel like they are the ideal solutions at this time. It doesn't mean throwing away what you've done. I've got a massive um, library of different programs that I've run, masterclasses, all kinds of different things. They're useful. They're purposeful. I created them with the greatest of intention, knowledge and wisdom, but some of them are probably not right for the current climate. And I don't feel like they're things I want to be focusing on right now. So I'm also thinking about, and as an extension of this, is how can I take that extensive knowledge and lived and learned experience that I do have and bring it together in a way that is more in alignment with what business owners are asking for and wanting and choosing and wanting to invest in right now. This is a great opportunity to reflect and to make some alterations. I think what was the the big buzzword of, you know, the 2020, 2021 pivot, like I don't see pivot. I see is almost like completely changing exactly what you're doing. Um, I don't see this. I see this as an evolution and a maturity of you really being clear about how you can work and how this can work for the people that are ideal for you. And then the fourth of these four things I wanted to share with you is supporting my nervous system. I mentioned silent counseling. I use that to create an energetic and emotional release and reset. I love EFT or tapping. If you're not familiar with that, there's lots of great free resources that you can find online um, to tap, literally tap into some some tapping. And I love to, to this um, to tap into what I actually want to feel, um, rather than tapping away what I don't want to feel or have impacting me. So I use tapping in a kind of a different way. It's almost like tapping on the desire, tapping on the, the reality that's coming rather than tapping on the things that I'm releasing and letting go of. But you make it work for you. Uh, I use affirmations for mindset support. They're also great journaling prompts. Um, I love to write. A lot of people I know don't. They I, Some of my programs, I include different journaling things that I have people roll their eyes at me and go, oh, not journaling again or don't make me write again. Or, you know, I love using different letter templates for things and I've got a few people that immediately come to mind who are like, no more letters. Um, but writing can be very helpful. It's like getting it out of your head and your heart, putting it on paper, um, doing something with it, getting it out of your physical body is a great support for your nervous system. And leaning more into the strengths and the path of ease for each of my Thrifactor archetypes. I'm going to have to do an episode in the future about the path of ease for each of the Thrifactor archetypes. It's such an important thing. and something that we revisited recently with the Thrifactor coach community. But just leaning into the strengths of my Thrifactor archetypes as I practice or as I teach or as I model for my clients, my community is so valuable and actually, you know, easy to do. Um, it's just something that I, I do it very consciously and unconsciously but I also schedule time to reconnect with certain things to do with my archetypes another way I support my nervous system choosing rest before I need it doing body work movement regularly breathing more deeply and with considered intention and I don't fill my days with doing all of these things I use my intuition to lean into what feels best in the moments I choose to do something. And I found that those four things have been incredibly useful and important for me. 
So it's time to sign off for today's episode. I'll be back next week with a new guest. I mentioned actually her earlier, Anna Squelch. She's a fellow coach who had a huge wake-up call in relation to the lack of ethical business practice in the coaching industry. And Anna gets straight to the point in her content and sharing about the truth of things through her experiences and what she feels needs to change. She shares through the lens of of extensive research and a big heart that wants others to see and know the truth she now knows. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy that conversation a lot. But I'll sign off for today. Look forward to being back with that episode with with Anna next week. And as always, reminder from me, from my heart to yours, you know, as always, super soul, superstar soul, remember you're born to thrive. And I'll hold that for reality for you, for me, for us all, for eternity. Have an amazing week. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.